food security, again, is accessed by all people at all times to enough food for an active and healthy lifestyle. Food malnutrition and food insecurity are not exactly what you might think. I'm Becky Kaiser, Eagle Radio and Hayes Post News reporter. We'll talk with Jessica Phelan from the Fort Hayes State University Department of Health and Human Performance on this episode of the Hayes Post podcast. Today, I thought we could talk about the food supply. And so we will first look at what are some influences on whether or not we have healthy food. And then I want to zero in on the Hayes community itself and look at what are some resources that we might have for individuals that might have some food insecurity. So um, first, let's discuss what is malnutrition. When I say the word malnutrition, what do you guys think of? Um, not getting enough food of a certain type or variety or something like that. Scurvy comes to mind. (laughs) That is a very, very popular, or let me say commonly known, Mm -hmm. um, nutritional deficiency. I I don't think it's popular at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not a good thing, Um, but it's very common. That's one of the nutritional deficiencies that most people are quite familiar with. Mm -hmm. And I would think uh, a lot of people would think of, unfortunately, you know, kids, especially this yeah. just don't get enough food. We think particularly in more poor countries, third yeah. world countries where they are starving. And that's obviously yeah. a problem too. Yeah, absolutely. So when we say the word malnutrition, um, that's kind of the visual that I have too. When in reality, malnutrition is defined as both over and undernutrition. Mm. So yes, yeah, so malnutrition refers to overnutrition and then undernutrition. So when we think about those that are morbidly obese or suffering from those lifestyle diseases, um, such as diabetes, maybe cardiovascular disease from overconsumption of food, that's also considered malnutrition because we're in a state of poor nutrition. So that's kind of a fun fact today that often we in our heads link that visual of, you know, children that are maybe um, very, very thin or adults that are not able to obtain enough food as malnutrition, but it also refers to those that are over consuming foods as well. A lot of times those foods that are over consumed are poor in nutritional density, kind of what you were talking about, Mm -hmm. Jeff. And so those foods are, we would refer to them as ultra processed foods, meaning that they have a lot of calories in that product, uh, but they really don't have very much good stuff. And so if you look at the good stuff versus the bad stuff, um, we usually have in those ultra processed foods, more sugar, salt, fats, Um, versus those nutrients that we really want more of. And so there are a couple of things that potentially influence whether or not we have enough healthy food. And this concept of having enough healthy food by all people at all times to have a healthy life is called food security. And I'm sure you have heard that. Yes. But food security, again, is accessed by all people at all times to enough food for an active and healthy lifestyle. And so we have four levels of household security. We have high, and this means that we have our nutritional needs, our food needs are met at all times. We have marginal, low, and then very low. So at any level of food insecurity, households potentially run out of food or they have to manage the food that they have in their home by skipping meals. Uh, reducing the size of meals, and then also not eating when hungry. You can tell that food insecurity is linked with poverty 
um, but it's also linked with accessibility. We have something called a food desert and a food desert um, refers to a geographic area where fresh and affordable healthy foods cannot easily be purchased. And so think about um, potentially a very rural area where grocery stores are miles and miles and miles away. You have to go to another town to access healthy fruits and vegetables or healthy foods. Or think of a very urban area where maybe in that location, it doesn't make sense for you to have a vehicle because you've got subways and public transportation and owning a vehicle just really isn't beneficial for that person's life. Well, in that area, a person needs to walk in order to, of course, get groceries or take public transportation. A food desert would be if you put a pin on where that person's home is located and you draw some circles um, around that location. If there are no grocery stores, farmers markets, or fresh food sources in that area, um, or food sources, that's called a food desert. And that's a lot more common than we probably know. Mm. Additionally, we have something called a food swamp. And kind of as it sounds, a food swamp is where we have access to food, but it's not the food that's going to be helpful for our life. So think about an urban area or a small town where you've got convenience stores, gas stations, fast food restaurants, but you've got no access to those foods that would be beneficial for your life. Like fresh fruits and vegetables. Yeah, exactly. Not so much. Yeah, exactly. And so we can think about some different factors that would influence whether or not a family has enough food to support a healthy and active lifestyle. So of course, socioeconomic status is a, is a, a huge contributor to, to food um, security. And then also your geographic location really influences what types of foods that you're able to consume. So here in Hayes, I actually looked up a couple different resources and it sounds like you guys might have a couple more to add to this list, but I wanted to provide some resources for those in our local community if they're struggling with accessibility to food. And so one of them is the Community Assistance Center. This assists Ellis County residents with food, clothing, and some household goods and furniture. Another one is First Call for Help Meals on Wheels. This provides healthy meals to elderly or homebound individuals on a daily basis. The meals are delivered directly to your door at very minimal cost. And so this is an incredibly affordable way to have a home cooked meal every day of the week. Um, I think except for the weekends and I, I could be wrong on that. Um, but this is a really great way for us to continue to have those home cooked meals, especially if maybe you're an older person and you're living alone and you don't want to cook for numerous people. Um, this is another way that we can increase nutrition for those people. And I know too, Jessica, that First Call for Help, and there may be others, but I know First Call for Help on their Facebook page, a lot of uh, restaurants especially, or uh, I think it tends to be restaurants, if they have leftover foods at the end of their service or at the end of a meal, they will take those to First Call for Help, which puts the information out there on their Facebook page. Come and get it. And it's free, and it's warm, and it's so home-cooked and healthful. And it's like, they. I think that's a great, great way not to waste the food that we have. Absolutely. And I also think too, that it supports the community in ways that are wonderful because we really don't know who is facing food insecurity or not. And so I think programs like that are so valuable for our community because oftentimes, again, you don't know if a family is experiencing a shortage in food in their home. Uh, a couple other ones that I have on my list are um, food pantries. 
I know that there's one at St. Joseph's. If you're a tiger, so Fort Hay State University tiger, we do have a food pantry on campus. And that group has done wonderful things for our students. They provide meal kit Mondays and fresh food Fridays. Um, and I know you said that there might be a couple of other food pantries around town too. Yeah, uh, yes. And I, uh, USD 489, they have food pantries in each of their schools which is uh, available for students as needed. So what a great opportunity and availability there as well, yeah. especially for those kiddos. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Hayes Senior Center is also another location um, that provides a gathering place for Ellis County residents over the age of 60. Uh, this is really cool because a lot of times, if we're thinking about that older adult population, they may or may not have the need, the, the need to get out and socialize. You know, if this population is happens to be retired or maybe they don't have family in the area, um, this is a really great way for them to have some fellowship and have some community while they consume a nice and healthy meal too. So that's something else that for anybody that's over the age of 60, um, that they could potentially uh, check in for a noon meal and they could, could meet some new people, find some friends too, and socialize over food. Which, and that contributes to their emotional health, mental yeah. health mm -hmm. as well, which it all kind of comes together, I think. Yeah. And I mean, talking on the uh, on the subject of, you know, like food pantry and things like that, um, maybe also kind of like segue into uh, food stamps, EBT. Yes. Things like that. Oh, you've already got that written down? Yes. You came prepared. All right. <laughs> I'll just let you take that. No, that's great. Yeah. And I'm glad that you mentioned that too, because so those are some of the local programs that we have here. Mm -hmm. Um, but like you said, we do have some governmental assistance programs. And so food stamps actually is now called SNAP, and that's Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. And um, in order to receive the benefits of SNAP, you do have to qualify. And this is a governmental assistance program. Mm -hmm. And so individuals that do qualify, um, they receive a, I think it's like a little credit card or it's, it's some sort of, yeah. Um, yeah, a little credit card and they can buy, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables from farmers markets or from different stores. And so your SNAP programs are wonderful for households um, that do qualify for that assistance program. That reminds me, Jessica, yesterday on uh, Hayes Post News and through our uh, state news sources, there is debate, <clears throat> one or more bills in the Kansas legislature, on whether or not people who uh, qualify for SNAP benefits, if they should be able to purchase sugary mm. uh, and fatty foods for that. Because, I mean, we know for the most part too much is not good for us. But there is debate on whether or not, and some people are opposed, some people support that. But it's interesting that it yeah. even comes into our legislative chambers to talk about the importance of healthy food. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that we can just see data, epidemiological data, just suggests that the more healthful that we eat, we really can um, prevent some of those lifestyle diseases. And so those lifestyle diseases or chronic diseases like diabetes, cardiovascular disease, stroke, um, those are heavily related to lack of physical activity and um, poor nutrition. And so I think that it's becoming, you know, we all know that eating healthy is, is very important, but I think it's becoming so much more prevalent of, of just how important that is, especially for managing some of those um, diseases, because those are really, if you look at the top 10 leading causes of death, those are up there. Those are, you know, number one, two, three, four, five. Um, and so it's really important for us all to have that education about how do I eat well too. And so I think that's probably why some of that information is even getting pushed to like 
the legislature on should, should we intervene in this or not? Yeah. And I think the, uh, the controversy that stems around it a little bit goes for um, the fact that like some of these poorer quality nutritional foods are cheaper yeah. because the way yes. that the um, EBT card works is that you're given a monthly pool and you have to make that last through the month yeah. before it resets again. And so, you know, I could buy, you know, like all of these, you know, sugary things that, uh, that uh, will fill you that, up. Yeah. And let's face it, they taste good. Yeah. And, uh, and they're also cheaper too. I could get right. more of it as well, yeah. uh, versus, uh, you know, the healthier options that, you know, cost a little bit more, yeah. uh, money. But the other thing that I want to point out too, and the reason why is because I was actually on this program, uh, when, um, hey. my wife and I were first married, um, you know, she was stay at home mom with two kids, yes. uh, because, you know, Child childcare was expensive, uh, and so I was working just a, a single job at the same, at, at that point. And um, uh, the thing that we learned as well is that formula also oh. can be purchased on, um, uh, like baby formula can also be purchased on on these as well too. A lot of people we weren't aware of that when we uh, when yeah. we started the program. Well, thank you for sharing. One thing I do want to emphasize too is. Um, you know, all food can be, can be part of a nutritious diet. And so if you're an individual that maybe you're experiencing some food insecurity, don't feel like the only way to eat well is through fruits and vegetables and they have to be fresh and they have to be, you know, a certain way. There are plenty of times when ultra processed foods, if that's something that is going to stay on the shelf a little bit longer for you, if that's something that's going to supply you with some sort of energy, that's obviously better than the alternative. And so don't ever feel bad if that's the types of foods that are readily available to you. The other thing is uh, a lot of times people think that canned or frozen foods are not as good when in reality, they're a fabulous, fabulous thing to keep in your home. And so sometimes we have to be creative with how we use those things. But I, I just want to make make sure that the, the viewers or the audience knows that any food is great. Of course, we want to try to choose those foods that are more healthful. But if that's the resource that you have, then um, I think that that's still fine. We can still make that part of a healthy diet, yeah. right? So You know, and, and we were thinking about um, uh, convenience stores talking about when we have too much of the wrong kinds of foods. I've seen a trend in a lot of them. When you go into them now, mm -hmm. they do have a selection of more healthy options, I've noticed. That is great, especially when you're in a hurry and mm -hmm. hungry and it's really easy to make the, the not the best choice. And if those are right in front of your face, you can make a better choice. Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, one more program that I do want to highlight, and this is the Women, Infant, Children program. It's, it's called WIC. You probably have heard that, mm -hmm. or in the grocery store. You actually can see that this is a WIC-approved item. If you look at the um, label of some of the um, pro or the, the foods in the, in the grocery store, so if you look at the price tag, you can see that this is a WIC-approved pro uh, product. And so this program is specifically for people that are pregnant, breastfeeding, um, and then for mothers of infants too. And so this is a assistance program that allows those individuals to access exactly um, some formulas, more healthful foods, because we know that the health of the mother, if that mother is breastfeeding and pregnant is really important. And we want to make sure that our younger population and our infants, they're growing up to be you know healthy and having all their nutritional needs met. So if you're in Hayes, there's a lot of different options for you. And then if you're interested in some of these nutritional assistance programs, I would just really encourage um, you to reach out and make sure that you know that you have options and that going hungry is not something that um, we ever want somebody to deal with, especially in our communities around here too. We've got so many great 
organizations that want to support a healthy community. A lot of support in this area for people who need a little help once in a while. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, we only have uh, about uh, two minutes left or so. Uh, is there anything else that we want to touch on, Jessica? Um, I was going to touch a little bit on food waste too. And so one thing that I think is really interesting is um, we're looking at, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables. There's often a lot of food waste. And so are there certain things that you guys do in your own household to minimize food waste? I started doing um, kind of the uh, uh, a thing that I learned from an Italian chef. When oh, I was in culinary sign school, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> so when when I was in culinary school um, in uh, in uh, Kansas City, um, uh, our uh, our instructor there he talked about how like the method for like Italy was that uh, what they would do is they would do their big grocery runs for like the the non perishable stuff, mm -hmm. the stuff that they can like hold on the shelves for yeah. quite a while, and then on their day or on their drive or walk or commute home, they would stop by and get like the main protein just for that dinner that night. Okay. And then go home and cook that up. And that the, what they would keep in their home would be the non-perishable stuff. And they would just buy what they needed for that meal yeah. on the way home. Yeah. Kind of thing. I think oftentimes when, I don't know about you, I go to the grocery store and I say, I'm going to save money. So I'm going to buy this in bulk. And then sometimes what happens is I end up wasting money oh, because I, I waste too. food. Guilty. <laughs> I've got really great intentions, but then by the end of the day or the end of the week, it's like, oh my, I might've over, overbought. Yep. So do you have any I, things that you do to make? Uh, um, you know, I, I, I have done that more than once. I hate to say how often I do that because you want to save a few few pennies or maybe dollars and then you buy in bulk but again if you don't aren't able to eat it in a timely manner yeah. especially if it's fresh you will wind up wasting food and i understand we're a country that wastes a lot of food mm -hmm. i've seen statistics that it's really kind of scary i'm telling you my system works the system you have that, to try that. that makes yeah. sense to me yeah like Good uh, idea. you know uh, just on your way home grab a pound of hamburger meat for your hamburger helper and just use that. But, you know, you could do the yeah. same thing with something that could maybe be frozen, divide mm -hmm. it up, put it into different packages. And if it's if you can freeze it, throw it in the freezer. Mm -hmm. We talked about, you know, stuff that comes out of the freezer can be very healthy and very good. I mean, how many homes in the listing yeah. area probably have like an extra deep freeze out in their garage or oh, something yeah. like that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I have. I agree. Some things that I do at my household, um, if we buy maybe like a larger package of you know, hamburger or something like that. I always like to cut it into um, smaller segments. And so I can pull one of those segments out of the freezer and just cook enough for, you know, my husband or I. So that's a really great way that we like to reduce food waste. And also uh, frozen and canned vegetables and fruits, they're, they're still great for the diet. Mm -hmm. And so as long as they don't have a bunch of added sodium and sugar, that's definitely a way that we can reduce some food waste too. And frozen is actually uh, better for you than uh, than the canned ones because they are frozen right at that point of uh, uh, height nutritional value versus uh, being preserved in cans. So I like frozen veggies. Yeah. I, I think I like them all. I think they're great. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The other thing too that uh, my family does. I am so blessed to live close to siblings and close to, you know, friends and family. And so sometimes, you know, in the week, if I know that I'm going to have some food waste, I'll just say, all right, everybody come to my house. Let's have a family meal. <laughs> and so actually they can bring some containers and take it home to their own homes if that's needed. But uh, we really try to minimize food waste in that way, where if I know that something's about to expire or if I have some extras, I'll make a family meal out of it, invite some neighbors over and, and create some community around food.